I'm not speaking tonight. Um, tonight we're doing a testimony night. We're going to be having uh, three people share what God has in their hearts, share a story that God put on them. So I'm going to invite them to come on up. If you're sharing a testimony, come on up, and let's give them a round of applause as they do, you guys. It's awesome. So exciting, you guys. We've got Grace, we've got Abby and Josiah with us, and these people are in our very own youth group. Um, so they are leaders and students here at Elevate. And um, before I hand it off to them and they get started, I just want to say something real quick of something I've said before, but it's good to remember, is that testimonies are so powerful. Testimonies are so powerful. You know, in the book of Revelation, which uh, the book of Revelation is actually the full title is the Revelation of Jesus Christ. And in that book, in the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ, it says where, um, oh my gosh, I was about to quote the wrong verse, but it says the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And all that means is when Jesus does something, when the Holy Spirit does something in somebody, like what he did inside of these guys, what that's saying is that testimony is a prophetic word that's, that you can look at that and say what God did inside of those people, he can do inside of me. And so we're not just listening to stories, we're not just looking at nice stories to look at or you know, what these people did or how good they were. It's an active, prophetic word for you. You're not passively listening, you're actively listening because you should be expecting God to do the same inside of you. It might look different, it might not look exactly the same, but it is a prophetic word for you. So what I want you guys to do is during this time, you guys are active listeners, that we are gonna be listening for things that stand out to us, for the spirit inside of us to jump when someone says something. We're gonna amen for them, we're gonna cheer for them as they do it, and what I want you guys to do is if you hear something good that one of these guys said to you, or said to, you know, to all of us, and it impacted you or affected you in some way, I want you to encourage them by going up to them after the service and just telling them that. Just saying, hey, all you gotta do is just say, hey, what you said up there really helped me. It really affected me in a good way. And you guys think you guys can do that? Yeah, awesome. All right, so let's start off with our first one. We've got Grace Kirkendall. Let's give her a big round of applause, you guys. Some of you don't know me. Hi, I'm Gracie. I'm an Elevate alumni. I graduated last year, so some of you are like, who's this lady on stage? I don't know you, but you've just kind of been a youth group for the last few weeks. I was a leader, uh, and then after Bold, three days after Bold, I applied to an internship program, and so I'm starting that next week, hence why I'm no longer a leader. Um, so I am 19 years old, and in February, I decided to travel the globe by myself. I went to Thailand on a mission trip for three months. Um, yeah, it was solo. Uh, and some of you are like, you're crazy, you're a young woman, and you're going by yourself, not safe. Except I'm in airports, so it is. Um, and let me tell you, it's hard to put three months into five minutes, so I'm gonna try my best. So, the one verse that God really kept putting on me while I was overseas as an encouragement, if you want to put that first scripture up there, that'd be fantastical. It's Matthew 4, 19 and verse 23. Um, but it's, it says, Jesus called out to them, come and follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. Jesus traveled throughout the region of Galilee, teaching in synagogues and announcing the good news about the kingdom, and he healed every kind of disease and illness. 
And this will make sense here in just a minute why that was so impactful to me. So in about November of 2020, I remember I was sitting in church service and I was sitting right back there actually. Um, and I remember there was a video playing before service actually started and it was about this kid's ministry. And the video showed different children in different areas of the globe that they lived in and it showed their homes that they lived in, most of which were war struck and impoverished. These children had literally nothing but they were like some of the most joyful people because they just had the biggest grins on their face and they're running around laughing. And so if you know me, I have a huge heart for kids. I love children, I love teaching. And so as I was watching that, I heard God say very clearly, he's like, now is the time to go. I was like, how specific, Lord? <laughs> I was like, when you say now, do you mean like, go buy a plane ticket now and take off tonight? Or like, is there planning involved? Also, where are we going? That's important to know. And so over the next few months until I would say January of 2021, it was like praying. It was seeking wise counsel on like, here's what I heard. How do I take action steps? And so I talked to some really good friends of mine who are missionaries. They're currently in Thailand now. And I was talking to them. Um, I cannot tell you how much I prayed, but you cannot have a connection with someone or have a relationship with someone unless you talk to them. It's important, so talk to Jesus. That's the only way you'll get close to him. And so in January of 2021, so this past year, I finally felt like I heard how long I was gonna be over there, and I finally felt like oh, I know where I'm going. India, that's it. And I'm gonna be there for six months. Mind you, I have never traveled outside the US. Um, I've never been by myself for more than a week. Um, and I hadn't flown since I was eight years old. But I was like, God, you call me here, you're gonna fill in the rest. And so I was like, India, that's where I wanna go. And then my missionary friend was like, I highly recommend you look into the crime statistics. And so I did, I did a lot of research. It was not good friends. If you are a female, do not go to India by yourself. That's what it was telling me. And so I heard it very clear, uh-uh, absolutely not. And I was like, okay, well, square one. So back to more praying. And so then by late March, early April of 2021, I finally felt like I heard Thailand. And I was like, okay, before we go any further, I'm gonna look up crime statistics, looked it up. One of the safest countries for Americans and gals. So I was like, oh, solid. Okay, we're making progress. So I started talking to my missionary friends who had already been in Thailand at that point, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's great, it's great. So I kept praying about it. And then by October of 2021, I had almost all of my funds, I had my plane tickets purchased, and I had almost all of my paperwork done. And I was like, great, I'm gonna leave by the end of December. End of December comes, and then all sorts of COVID regulations hit. So then I was delayed until the beginning of February of 2022. And so in February of 2022, uh, February 7th, I left the States, landed in Thailand on February 9th. 
So mind you, this had taken over a year from the time God had called me to the time where I touched ground and was like, I'm in Thailand right now. And so, yeah, it was, there were so many times where I'd be in Thailand, I'm like, I'm not in Missouri anymore. <laughs> like, I had to keep telling myself to ground myself. But that just shows you that when God calls you, he's like, I will provide. I told you what to do. I will give you your action steps as long as we have communication. And he's like, but I will provide. And so the t there were two names of God that really, he really proved himself to be, which was Jehovah Jireh and Jehovah Shalom. God is my provider and God is my peace. And peace does not mean quiet. It means you can feel the presence amongst the chaos. And let me tell you, there was a lot of chaos. Um, but I got to do all sorts of really cool things. Like, for my birthday, I had my golden birthday there. Um, I got to ride elephants for my birthday, if you want to show that picture. And if you see the Thai guy over on the end, he, um, he wasn't supposed to be in the picture, but we loved that so much. Um, the Thai people are some of the most joyful people and they love to joke around, even if they don't understand English very well. <laughs> but like, you have to think about, David was a cheater, Noah was a drunkard, Miriam, she was a gossip. Just saying. Lazarus was dead. But yet, God called them by name and raised them up to glory. And guess what? They are some of the most famous names in the entire Bible. And they, their names and what their stories have traveled down to our generation. So that just shows you the power of stepping into the yes and being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never flown before. God, I've never been outside the States, but stepping into the yes, God's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. So, and then it's Isaiah 43, 1. It says, I have called you by name and you are mine. God called those people out by name and surely they were his. And he has called you out by your name. And surely you are his. And if God tells you to do something, you ignore it. Friends, that is sin. And I'm saying that with loving conviction, not with harsh condemnation. So, sorry, my brain just like, okay. But yeah, if you want to talk more about missions, if you have a heart for missions, please come talk to me. I'd love to talk to you, um, point you in the right direction. Um, I have some amazing people, amazing missionary connections I can get you connected with. Um, it's very hard to put this all into a few minutes, so I can show you pictures too. More elephants, of course, more food. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna hand it over to Abby. Hi, wow, okay. Hi, everybody. My name is Abby. Um, I'm 15 years old, and God is currently teaching me something, and I was super thrilled whenever Sean came and found me. He's like, hey, um, 
There's a take. Oh, they spelled my last name right. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and Sean was like, hey, um, God's telling me that I want you to come speak at a take five. I was like, oh, God's telling me the same thing. That's so cool. But anyways, so I'm going to be talking about how God is faithful and how he's still good when he is silent when you're in the unknown and when he is waiting. So right now, I'm kind of going through a season where um, I'm stuck in the unknown. Right now, I kind of have this physical thing that's affecting me that no one else can really see. Um, I've been to Children's Mercy because of it. I'm getting ready to go back, so that's, that's great. And so God is t currently teaching me that even though this scary stuff is happening and even though you don't know what's gonna happen, I'm still good and I still have you. You are still mine and you're still a part of my family. And Isaiah 26, 3 is, you will keep in perfect peace all those who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. And so you can trust in God's faithfulness during the silence, the waiting, and the unknown, and he will give you perfect peace. Perfect peace. But you do have to press into him. You have to be intentional with the time that you spend with God. Like they talked about at Bold, creating a prayer closet, being intentional about the time that you spend with God. And if you do that, the faith and the foundation that you have with God, yes, it will be tested because, you know, Satan likes to be fun and, you know, but yeah. <laughs> Your faith will be will be a foundation for you for the rest of your life. And if you get that as a teenager now, as most of us in this room are, then you, when you go into the world and become adults and grown-ups in Christ, your faith will be phenomenal. And it will be based and founded in God, and it will not move. Also, God gives us promises, and even though sometimes it seems like he's not going to answer them, it's like, God, I'm waiting for you to come answer this promise that you've given me. And even though it feels like it takes years and years and years and so much time, like, for me, I'm not a very patient person. I'm just not. So sometimes I'm like, God, I'm waiting for you to do this thing for me. But you're just not showing up. He goes, well, I am. You just don't know it yet. I'm working behind the scenes. You just have to trust me. And so in Joshua 21:45, it says, Not a single one of all of the good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. Everything he had spoken came true. And you guys, the Israels kind of sucked. Israelites kind of sucked. Like, yes, they were God's people, but they did some messed up things. And God still honored the promises that he had given them. Not a single one of the promises that he had given the Israelites did not come to pass. And he's going to do the same thing for you, and I believe that. Yes. Sorry, I can't read. You can trust in God's promises because not only has he created you to be you individually, but he has created your story. Guys, your story is already written. You just have to submit to God and give him your yes, just like Grace was talking about. Once you step into that yes, God will use you in ways that you can't even comprehend. He will use you to do things that normal teenagers don't get to do, like go on missions trips. Like, go across the world to go give your testimony. Yes, so in Jeremiah 29, 11, 
It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. There are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Guys, God is not trying to mess with you. He's not trying to make you doubt him. Yes, we're going to go through things, and yes, we're going to go through trials, but he has a plan, and he has a plan for you that is good, and he's giving you future, and he's giving you hope. You guys, you already have a future in God. You just have to give him your yes. And so as I come in for a kind of a crash landing here, I just want to leave you guys with God loves you, and he already has your story written for you. You just have to give him your yes in reckless obedience. And so give it up for Josiah. All right, thank you, Abby. All right, so what I'm going to talk about is something that God has been showing me recently, and I don't really have a, one story I can point to to where I figured this whole thing out, um, because it's an ongoing process that we go through throughout our lives, and that thing is identity. Now, people have their different definitions of what identity is. But there has to be one definition, right? Because it's an objective truth. You can't have different definitions for an objective truth. And so I had this whole thing written out um, about inmost being and how does that you know, make sense with the cross and all that stuff. But I really liked the way the song that we sang earlier, um, the one where it said, I am who you say I am. And that really just encapsulates the whole idea of even whenever we're going through something that doesn't make much sense, um, that we feel uh, like a failure or that we're not doing as well, we can just go back to what the Bible says. And it says that we are a child of God. We are loved. We are his forever, and we will be with him forever. And so that really just um, encapsulates what I'm trying to say. But I'll still hit on some of the highlights here. So what is identity? You know, that's a, that's a word that I heard a lot growing up where it's like you need to know that our identity in God is solid. That that is what you fall back on in times of need or whenever you're um, faltering. Psalm 139, 13 through 14. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. So our inmost being is our identity, right? It's who God made us to be at the very foundations of the universe. And that's something that can't be taken away from us. Like that's something like, just like my identity as a son or as a man. That's something that cannot be changed and cannot be taken away from me. That's something that, that is who I am, and nothing's ever going to change that. So, our identity is twofold, because we are our inmost being, who God made us to be. But that also comes into play with the cross, because the cross made us, made us come back into the fold of our identity as children of God. And so those two, those two things are simultaneously true, um, and they can never be taken away from us. They can never be revoked. So now that we have a mutual understanding of where our identity comes from, we have to do away with all the things that we have allowed to define who we are. I mean, it's human. We all do it. I mean, for me, failure has been the big thing. Like, I feel like if I'm not succeeding, I am then a failure, and that's gotten in my way many times because then I just stopped doing things because I'm like, I don't want to fail, so I must be a failure. But, so I want to move on to something else that's, I want to take a logical perspective on this without getting too philosophical. Um, man has created certain things that are, are called social constructs. So like grades, status, wealth, all these things are necessary, quote unquote necessary, for our civilization to survive, right? And if we were just from man, 
we would almost be obligated to follow those things, right? Because that's how we would fit in and that's where our identity would come from. But because we are not from just man, we are from God and God has created us, we don't have to follow those things. Our grades don't define who we are. Our status doesn't define who we are. Who we hang out with, our emotions don't define who we are. It's what God has told us that we are that really matters. So, and this is, this is something else that your character doesn't define who you are. And that may sound a little off, but your character is merely a reflection of your identity. So, like, I can be a terrible human being, but I'm still a son. And that's something that can't ever be taken away from me. I can be not following God. I can fall into sin. I can do all these bad things. But God will still say, you're still my son. You cannot ever have that revoked. You can never have that taken away from you. And that's something that we really need to get in our hearts. So I just have one final list of things that I wanted to encourage you guys as you go throughout the school year and throughout your lives. Um, that your grades don't define your identity. Your friends don't. Your girlfriend or boyfriend doesn't. Culture doesn't. Teachers don't. Success doesn't. Status doesn't. Emotions don't. Your actions don't. What defines you is your identity and your status as a child of the king of the universe. And as you go throughout this year, let this be an encouragement to you that you are loved, that you are valued, and that can never, ever be taken away from you. Guys, that's awesome. So these guys are going to take a seat. Let's give them another big round of applause to Grace, Abby, and Josiah. And the worship team can come on up right now, but what I want us to do is I want, I want us to um, begin to pray over this, pray over what we've heard, what we've received, and to receive that. And again, I want to encourage you that if you got something out of that, if you got something, if any of them said anything that stuck out to you, that even if it's just a little seed of something that you're, I'm going to think about that later. You know, that's, that got me thinking about that. I want you to let them know because, you know, I believe God values an encouraging spirit. God values an encourager, that that is something that God values. And so I want you to encourage them with that and just give that gift of that to them. So what I wanted to do right now is I want us to bow our heads, close our eyes. We're gonna pray and invite the Holy Spirit in to this moment. And this is our opportunity to respond. So Father God, we just thank you and we praise you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done inside of us. We thank you for these amazing people who said yes to you to share what God has done inside them, to share their story, to share their, the word that you dropped in their heart. We thank you for their boldness, for their courage to share and uh, speak truth and to take a stand against the schemes of the enemy, God. We don't wanna focus on our failures. We don't wanna focus on our flaws, but we wanna focus on you and who you say that I am. <laughs> Just like Josiah was saying that we wanna focus on not just our grades or our character or anything like that, but our number one identity is who you say that we are right now. God, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your opportunity. Thank you for the opportunities you've given us, God. And we just wanna give that back to you in a sacrifice of praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand up. Let's worship God one last time. Oh. 
Testimony shares one more round of applause. They did an amazing job. It's awesome. All right, tomorrow night we have our Elevate Tribes. Our small groups are meeting tomorrow night. And next week, show up at 6.30. Um, we'll be starting our new time next week. Uh, let me give you one more prayer as we go. Father God, we thank you for this group. We thank you for what we've heard. We just thank you for your love and we praise you for that because we love you too, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You guys are dismissed. I'll see you guys hopefully tomorrow night. Some of the guys. I'll see Gavin tomorrow night. Right?